Several economic factors indicating the U.S. is heading for a prolonged recession. Some experts are suggesting that the government should stop dumping all of our money into an enormous hole. Is it time to close the national money hole? That kind of talk is alarmist and irresponsible. America needs the money hole. Right. Driving truckloads of money out into the New Mexico desert and dumping it into a massive pit is one of America's greatest traditions. It's Frankly, it's a national yes. now, treasure. Look, no reasonable yes. person is advocating that we are going to stop destroying money. But the American people earn that money. They have have the right to decide how it should be destroyed. Well, so I you have... are in favor of personal money holes. Yes, people should be able to dump money into a hole in their backyard or flush it down the toilet. Let the free market decide the most efficient way of destroying My money. My father worked two jobs so he'd have money to put in the money hole, oh. and he never complained. You can't depend on private money holes to destroy that money. Duncan's right. I mean, some of this money could blow away. Yes. Some of it may not be correctly buried. Birds I mean, there's too many variables. That's why the government pours gasoline into the money hole and lights it on fire to make sure all the money is destroyed. I it's love just, the money fire. It's just like they say, you have to throw money in a hole and set it on fire to make money. Okay, but find the cheapest way to destroy that money, like shredding it up and feeding it to hogs. Tell that to the digger who's worked the every... graveyard shift for 20 years. Digging the hole is all he knows. The sheer number of shovelers that it takes to maintain but that if hole. if we're talking about closing holes, I mean, what about the soldier hole? How about, how about the energy hole? I mean, I can't believe that closing the money hole is even on the table. Don't close Why the are you money pushing hole? this pro-hole agenda? Is the money hole lobby paying you? I resent that accusation. I do not take money from special interests. And if I did, I would throw it right in the hole because I am a patriot. If you love America, you throw money in its hole. Hippie show. Photographer smile, take a break for a while, take a rest, do your very best, take five points. Five points. 
education Well, they promised me the skills I need to improve my situation Forty-five grand bought a long black gown and a tassel on my hat And now I'm qualified to supersize I say, do you want fries with that? And I want my money, I want my money back Just looking for something to follow that opening clip with, but man, what a rich tapestry of uh, songs here. I, uh, I had no idea. Apparently, everybody wants to get paid. Hey, hippie, is this about the renewal fee on my service contract? Well, uh, you know, it, it is a lot of money, man, especially when it's due all at once, and I don't want to be rude or nothing, but... $4,700 is a lot of money for an annual service contract on a toaster, man. I know. Please understand. I have many parts. Complicated parts. But it's the best toast ever, right? Oh, uh, absolutely, man. And I help with these questions. Oh, listen, man, you're, you're completely worth it. It's just that uh, okay. this particular company doesn't uh, accept the kind of barter I'm usually able to negotiate, if you know what I mean, man. Well, thanks, hippie. Well, uh, maybe you could show me your gratitude with some extra special toast, eh? What? Am I your slave now? What? Oh, I, I didn't, uh... Just kidding, <laughs> toast. Alright, you got me. Coming right up. Uh, anything in the world that was ever a walking, talking, rolling ball of paradox, man. It's money. I mean, it's everything and it's nothing. It's uh, it's so fascinating and yet it's so completely banal, you know, man. Uh, you're not supposed to talk about it, but uh, everybody's thinking about it all the time, man. I don't know what to say. Might be the root of all evil, but you can do a lot of good with it, too. I think the best thing about money is when it's uh, able to solve a problem, man. Nothing sweeter than that. Boring. I know it's trite. I, uh, 
I'll lift this up out of this into something a little more uh, more spiritual, a little more profound. But uh, everything cost it, man. You're always going to deal with it. Might as well come to terms with it because it's going to be around. son is such a loser. You know, that attitude and this behavior won't get you anywhere in this world. Smoking weed all time. All I do is smoke weed. Well, this is an interesting resume. Well, it says here you smoke weed every day. Every day of my life, it's all I do. I don't give a fuck. You're hired. Weed. I smoke weed every day of my life. I don't give a shit. So dangerous. And he's totally not a loser. I'll die. Oh. Wait. Well, if you feed him by six, he should go down for bed by seven, no problem. And uh, how long can you smoke weed? All day. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Shit. We're here with the winner of this year's Boston Marathon, a world record, 30 minutes. How did you do it? What's your secret? I smoke weed every day of my life. Ugh. Have you been smoking weed all day again? All I do is smoke weed. That's great. You're a great mom. No, you're going to make the national team. That's awesome.
put it on a plane Where we gonna Spain Money just a flow like rain Me just a muggle up the lane In a rope gold chain Hey, me and me girl named
Come gather round children, it's high time he learns About a hero named Homer and a devil named Burns We'll march till we drop the girls and the fellas We'll fight till the death or else fold like umbrellas So we'll march day and night by the big cooling tower They have the plant but we have the classical gas. I could have loved you good like a planet. I could have changed your heart to a star. But it really doesn't matter at all. No, it really doesn't Life's a guy. I could have built a house on the ocean. I could have placed our love in the sky. But it all really doesn't matter at all. Now it all Lives of guys I could have turned you into a priestess I could have burned your fate in the sand But it all really doesn't matter at all No, it all really doesn't matter at all One of the potentials for illegal drug traffic is the school. Here the connection can be found with these peddlers of misery who prey on the unwary, the uninformed, the curious, the thrill seekers. Most young people will continue through life as normal, responsible citizens. Others, the shunted and unloved, the unguided, the seekers of thrills and kicks are candidates for the slave world of lifelong drug addiction. But no one is immune. How does it happen? Where does it start? What are the signs? The pattern is generally the same. Take a lack of responsibility, the inability to make right choices, add to it ignorance and indifference, and top it off with a desire for escapism and kicks. The sum total is then conceivably found in the bennies, the reefer, the pop needle. Take John Scott. He's doing well in track and he feels he will do better. 
With more training and practice, he might even get to represent the school in the state finals. But word has come down that his grades aren't too good. Unless he pulls them up, he can be put off the team. A normal enough problem with a normal enough solution. Hit the books a little harder, get a little help, and pull them up. If necessary, he can cram a few days before the exam and even pep himself up on Benny's. He handled them before, and he knows where to draw the line. He knows he'll never go beyond that step. But someone else knows John has taken his first step toward drugs. Someone who is willing to help him take the second and the third and the fourth steps where eventually he becomes a member of that tight society of drug addicts. It seems perfectly natural and innocent to bump into an old classmate. He hasn't seen Pete since he dropped out of school last year. From the looks of him, he seems to be doing well on his out-of-town selling job. What John doesn't know is the selling job is pushing dope, and the long absence from town was spent in the state prison. Their accidental meeting calls for a little celebration, and Pete has just the thing. There's a little private party going on tonight, plenty of fun and laughs, Take a break from the books and live a little. To John, the party is swinging. Just the thing he needs to pep him up. The stage is set. The principal players are in position. The curtain is up. John doesn't realize it, but he has just been cast as the star fall guy in a real-life tragedy. The exertion of the dance, the excitement of Helen, and several beers have taken effect. Inhibition and caution are forgotten. When Helen suggests they have a few more beers, he's all for it. Why not? Everyone else is doing it. To refuse would be square, and that terrible label must be avoided at all costs. Besides, he's never been high on it before, and he never will. He can handle the stuff. The only trouble is he can't handle so much. Under the influence of the beer, Helen comes through as much more friendly. He's flattered by her attentions and her interest in him. If he could see her arms, scarred by the needle marks, he would know she's a hype. If he could see her police record, he would know she works for Pete. Pete and Helen know their parts well. They've been through it before, and they know the time is right. Throw out the sucker bait. It's time for the next step. The next step is the garage. There, some of the gang are really blasting. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. Take a trip from Squaresville. Live a little and see what it's like for yourself. The senses are dulled just enough to be reckless. Helen, the music, the beer, the promise of excitement press in on him. Now, curiosity has to be satisfied. And why not? It can't do any harm to look. This is the real action, the pot party, the trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. Outside the boundaries of their phony world of kicks is the ever-present possibility of discovery. This must be avoided at all costs, for discovery brings with it the penalties of society, shame, arrest, prison. So destroy the evidence, leave not a trace, burn it in paper trash. That way they can deny possessing the illegal marijuana. They can say the flaming can is part of a game. They can lie. They can swear. This time the gang's lucky. It's not the law or discovery or problems. It's just their supplier, Pete, with his number one chick and a new guy looking for kicks. 
Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. To John, his first pot party looks exciting. Everyone seems to be having fun. Best of all, there are no parents, no other adults, no one to interfere with the fun. The feeling of importance, of belonging, of putting one over is taking hold. Pete intends to tighten that hold, to squeeze it, to hook it, to lock it in. Now's the time to introduce the joints. But Pete has learned the rules well. A pusher can never be caught with the stuff on him. Instead, he must leave it, stash it, get it from a flunky. This is the test, the time to separate the man from the boy. John's willpower, individuality, character are slipping down the drain. In their place come the old behavior habits and excuses. Everybody else is doing it. If he can handle bennies and beer, he should be able to handle a few harmless puffs just to see what it's like. The natural defenses are crumbling. The barriers of caution are beaten down. Drag it, man. Try anything once. Fly. You can't get a habit from weed. Quit whenever you like. Don't be chicken. Come on, man. Get with it. Under the proddings of the gang, the effects of the atmosphere and beer, the desire to belong, he chooses to go along. John surrenders his dignity and lays his future on the chopping block. Not whether it's good or bad or right or wrong. But if he stopped to think, he would see the stupidity of it all. Now he's too involved to think. He's having kicks. He's away and flying. Up, up, out of this world. While under the influence of marijuana, his blood pressure increases, he feels unusual hunger and his central nervous system changes. His perception of depth and dimensions is radically changed. A low curve appears as a precipice. With a distortion of sight and sound, time is suspended. Fast action appears slow. The whole world is distorted. He thinks only a pal can help. Help split this square world. Help him forget everything and everybody. He's been dragging the weed now long enough to want to try a bigger kick. In his present frame of mind, the bigger, the better. Psychologically, he's ready to make the big C. His pals have introduced new crops, and he's anxious to examine them. Caution, intelligence, normal defenses go up in hot smoke. A small pot doesn't hurt. It only makes you fly. Besides, only squares get hooked. The hit guys are just occasional users. You blast every once in a while and quit whenever you like. A few pops now and then can't possibly hurt. The idea of a real kick without getting hooked takes hold. John isn't afraid, and he certainly isn't square. The chain reaction has reached the end of the line. He's handled alcohol, goofballs, marijuana. Now he's positive he can handle one little pop.
myself And drawing quite close to the top of the shelf I struggled with destiny up on the ledge And gasped when defeated he slipped off the edge And silence contagious in moments like these Consume me and strengthen my will to appease The passion that sparked me one terrible night It shocked and persuaded my soul to ignite And 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 shocked and persuaded my soul to Hippie wants your magnificent questions. Email him at 2zillionhippie at gmail.com or Skype him at zillionhippie.
Ha, 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 ha.